The Gospel according to John, the 10th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said, Very truly I tell you, anyone who does not enter the sheepfold by the gate, but climbs in by another way, is a thief and a bandit. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep hear his voice. Jesus calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When Jesus has brought out all his own, Jesus goes ahead of them, and the sheep follow Jesus because they know his voice. They will not follow a stranger, but they will run from him because they do not know the voice of strangers. Jesus used this figure of speech with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. So again Jesus said to them, Very truly I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who came before me were thieves and bandits, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters by me will be saved and will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. The Gospel of the Lord. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy, Jesus says. But what if the thief is a virus? Jesus, in today's gospel reading, uses the metaphor of the sheep with a shepherd because everyone knew about herding sheep. It's like cell phones for us today or cars in traffic. Jesus refers to how sheep are penned inside a fenced area for safety. And you saw in Pastor Craig's kids' sermon that the shepherd would sometimes be literally the gate and the sheep would have to pass through the shepherd who would check them for briars and wounds to get into the fenced area of safety. And Jesus says that the thief will climb over the fence to steal, to kill, to destroy. The shepherd enters by the gate, and in some ways, the shepherd is literally the gate, letting the sheep into the safe area. Then, just when we think Jesus will say, I am the good shepherd, instead Jesus says, I am the gate. Jesus will later say that he's the good shepherd in verse 11, which is not part of our reading for today. In the Gospel of John Remember, it's organized around the seven days of creation. And the Gospel of John begins with the beginning, with creation itself. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So there's the seven days of creation in a pattern of sevens all through John's Gospel. Jesus performs seven signs, beginning with the wedding at Cana. Jesus also makes seven I am statements saying things like, I am the vine, I am the bread of life, I am the light of the world. Well, remember when Moses was talking with God at the burning bush in the Old Testament, and Moses asks God, who shall I say sent me? Because God has spoken to Moses and said, 
free your people, take off your shoes, you're standing on holy ground, go say to the Pharaoh, let my people go. And Moses says, well, that's wonderful, that's a wonderful message of freedom, but who am I supposed to say sent me? And God speaks from the burning bush and says, I am who I am. Say to the people, I am has sent me. And in this same way, Jesus says, I am the gate. Jesus is the gate for us as Christians. Our access to God, our entrance to rest, our exit to pasture. It's like we're trying to get on the Jesus bus, wandering around a parking lot, wondering which one is right. Where do we find Jesus? Because again, this sheep-shepherd metaphor doesn't make sense to a lot of us. So if we think of traffic and cars and trucks and parking lots, maybe that's a more accessible metaphor. So imagine yourself wandering around a parking lot back when people were actually driving, going places and parking, and thinking, okay, I got to get on the Jesus bus. I want to be with Jesus. I want to be one of his followers. Which one is the right one? Would Jesus be in a truck? Would Jesus be on public transit? Would Jesus have an electric car? Or would Jesus have no vehicles at all and be riding a bike? And we're wandering around feeling lost, looking for where to get to Jesus. And Jesus looks at us and says with love, You silly, I'm the road you're standing on. I'm the parking lot and all the ground beneath your feet. I am with you right here, right now, always. So I want you to take a moment to put your feet on the ground, much like Moses did at the burning bush. You can take your shoes off if you want, if you have shoes on. You can take your socks off. Maybe you're still in your pajamas. That's all fine. But just look down at your feet. Place them firmly on the ground. You are rooted in Jesus. Whatever happens, Jesus is right here, the safe ground beneath your feet. You are not alone. We are all together in Jesus Christ, and we will make it through this difficult time. So now you can wiggle your feet and put your shoes or socks back on if you'd like. Jesus says, I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. What does Jesus' abundant life look like for us as we shelter in place? Well, one thing we need to do is balance care for self with care for others. And I know that sounds easy, but it's very difficult in normal times to maintain that balance. And it's even more difficult during a global pandemic. So there's a chart which I think we're able to pull up about caring for yourself and caring for others. And I believe that it's posted in the comments section too. It has four quadrants. This is for us to reflect together on how to balance care for self with care for others and especially how to rebalance when we're thrown off by something like COVID-19. Can you see the chart? Okay, good. Now, you'll notice there's four quadrants, and two of them are positive green, like green light go, and two of them are negative red, like stop, let's reorient ourselves. It starts with care for self on the top left and then care for others, on the top right. This is all in the positive zone, the green. And ordinarily in life, we would want to just be going back and forth like a sideways eight between care for self and care for others in that healthy, happy green zone. 
you get a little burned out on caring for others, you loop back to care for yourself, and life is good, and you feel like you have enough energy, and you feel good enough. But then there's the other side of the chart, the negative red side, where care for self becomes something negative and draining and isolating, and care for others becomes something that's full of conflict. So the two above the middle line are green, positive, and life-giving, and the two below the middle line are red, negative, and steal our energy. So on that top left side, the positive of caring for yourself, please make a list, not necessarily right now, but in your head maybe you want to start, and then this week you can do it or later today. Make a list of things you love doing alone and with others. What's a positive way that you care for yourself? And what's a positive way that you care for others? Do you care for yourself by having friends over or organizing an online chat or a group call? Do you care for yourself by reading or watching videos alone? Maybe you want solitude. Maybe you want time with others. But that's how you care for yourself. And then, as they say, too much of a good thing is still too much. So too much time alone can drop into that negative lower left quadrant where you get lonely because you're alone too much. You get self-absorbed and isolated. You just start thinking only about yourself and not about other people. And we fall from the green care for self into the negative. And we want to get back up into that positive green quad. And we try to climb back up by watching more videos alone or pulling more away into ourselves. And our isolation gets worse, and we just get deeper and deeper into that negative zone of caring for ourselves. So how do we rebalance? Well, the solution I learned in a workshop is not what I intuitively would think would be the right thing to do. But what you have to do when you've dropped into the negative care for self, you have to go to the positive of the opposite side. So you have to push yourself up to do something to care for others. And this is very hard because if you're deep into that negative care for yourself, feeling isolated and lonely and self-absorbed, it is so hard to reach out and pick up the phone and call somebody else who might be lonely. But that's exactly what you have to do to get yourself out of that slump. Doubling down and caring for yourself is only going to make it worse and put you deeper into the negative. So you reach out to someone else who is lonely Reach out to us at church. We can give you phone numbers and names of people to call. Do something for someone else, and that will fix your negative care for self, putting you back into the positive on the other side of the chart. What if you've been caring for others and you're starting to burn out? You're slipping into the lower right quad, into the negative of caring for others. You see the picture of the couple, the woman pointing her finger at the man and they're having conflict and fighting with each other. They're working too hard. They're taking care of everyone at home. They're exhausted, trying to work, trying to get groceries. Everything is complicated right now and caring for others is very difficult. So we slip into the negative red quad of caring for others. And again, we try to climb back up into the positive by doubling down our efforts. Wow, I'm so grouchy, I'm feeling so burned out. I should volunteer at the food bank. 
I should help somebody else. I should volunteer with the schools. I should volunteer on Zoom. I should do something more for my kids or my parents or my spouse. And that's just going to get you deeper into that cranky, grouchy, burned-out zone. So, again, the solution is to go to the positive of the opposite side. The solution to caring too much for others to the point of burnout is to move into positive care for yourself. When your favorite way to live is by positively caring for others, it can be a challenge to pull away to activities that you can enjoy on your own. But think about things that you can do to positively care for yourself when you get burned out by caring for others. Can you put on your mask and go for a walk to look at flowers in bloom? Can you call a friend, but you talk? Don't call a friend and listen and let them vent to you that is not caring for yourself. At least take turns, but maybe this is your time to unload and vent to them. Take a break. Turn off the news. Walk away from the TV or the screens or whatever is negative in your life and do something positive for yourself. Okay, let's put that chart away for now. We can discuss it later today on Zoom or on Tuesday night at our adult Bible study class that's on Zoom at 7 p.m. But it's really important to try to be moving through this chart in caring for ourselves and caring for others because otherwise we just slip into self-absorption on the one hand or burnout on the other hand. And to fix it, we do the opposite positive. Staying in the positive of caring for ourselves and others is very challenging right now. But Jesus is still here with us to support us, right under our feet, right here today with us. Jesus is here so that we may have life and have it abundantly. Let us open the gate to our hearts to dream about what Jesus' abundant life looks like for us now while we care for others and care for ourselves. Christ is risen. Alleluia. Christ is risen indeed. Alleluia.